Good morning. Here to talk a little bit about our fathers, and uh, most important, our Father in heaven. Uh, like John said, there's probably not enough volumes available to be written on all the things that Christ had done, and there's not enough time or space to tell all the things that God has done for us, but I'd like to kind of go on one little track and kind of lay out of, uh, some thoughts I've had recently when I was asked to do this. Um, a father has children. It's kind of what makes him a father. And he takes responsibility for those children, or he should take responsibility for them. It can be confusing at times to know what a father is or what the responsibilities are. I know from teaching out of school, you get to see a lot of different kids that uh, the relationships at home can't be what we would consider to be really good. And uh, it's kind of hard to look at those. You examine yourself and you think, you know, what kind of things do I do? What kind of things do I see my father and my heavenly father do? And it makes it a little bit hard. Um, We can kind of tell a few things. Uh, Their last name's pretty important most of the time, but not always. You can see characteristics like uh, facial expressions or gestures or color of hair, color of eyes. Uh, There's ways you can tell that they're children of the father. but the parents' influence can usually be seen. And a father that has done well, the children usually praise and uphold the father and uplift the father. You can see the father in them. And there's a lot of good things you can see from them. Um, we don't always have uh, a clear view on things. A uh, story I wanted to use, Jay's been looking at me because he saw my notes. Uh, we have a cat called Muffy. And Muffy's had at least three different batches of kittens. And one kitten she's had is called Sneaky Zeke. He just goes around and he lays around. He come up and sneak up behind you and be laying there behind you before you know. But she's had a new set of kittens, and uh, Zeke's a lot older now, and uh, they really don't get along. Muffy doesn't want them around. The kittens, he's kind of uh, hisses and spits at them and scratches at them. And he was asking, why is it they do that? Um, why doesn't they recognize that as being you know, their older brother and so forth? And I said, well, that's the way cats are. You know, the dad's not anywhere to be seen. We've just got the mom and the kids. And we've got this older brother, if you would, the way we think of things, and these younger kids. Uh, But cats aren't like that. And the way family structures sometimes get put together right now are not like that. Uh, Some verses. I've got a few verses I'd like to read and just a couple things I'd like to say with this. But... uh, uh, In Isaiah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God thinks on a total different way and a different uh, relationship than we do. And how can we tell uh, his children or that we are his children? How can you tell the difference between children? There's a couple of verses, like I said, there's not enough, but I'd like to share these with you. Um, Christ is talking to the Jews here, and they seem to have a bit of confusion themselves. Uh, You're doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Then Then Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I have come from here, come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth, for there is no truth in him. 
When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever belongs to God, hears what God says. Talking this morning about fathers, there's one individual called God. God is the creator of everything. And it takes some people a long time, even a lifetime, to realize this. But fortunately, there are several of us that can call him Father. And it's such a big difference than just God. Um, In John, he says, This is how we know we are children of God, uh, who the children of God are, and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love his brother or sister. And it's obviously a great relief to be a child of God. We know we are children of God and that the whole world is under his control, is under the control of the evil one. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. There are too many aspects to cover, but what's a father like? Um, From the beginning, he made everything good and he cared for man and cared for everything that was done around him. In Genesis, uh, then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God had made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees were pleasing and to the eye and good for food. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and care for it. And then the Lord God said, It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God tends to like pretty things and nice things. He made a garden. He put man in this special garden. He made trees that were pleasing to the eye, good for food. He put the man there. He cared for the man, saw that he was lonely, said he needed a companion. He's always watching over him. And uh, he says, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking the garden in the cool of the day. It's kind of things that we kind of like to do as well. We like to walk in gardens or walk in pretty parks or places. And generally in the cool of the day, not many of us like to go out in the heat. We'd like to be in the cool of the day. And it just seems that that's the kind of things that the Father likes too. Um, He's not what most people perceive. A lot of people think of God as being an all-destructive being or power, uh, something that would be feared. And yes, he's to be feared because he means what he says and he will take care of what he has said. But... uh, in Kings, when they, uh, he's out to be set out before Elijah, uh, there's a reading here that says, Go out and stand in the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Uh, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And the earth, and after the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. God's gentle. He can control all these things, but he's gentle and careful with us. What are the benefits of being his child? He loves us. This is love, not that we love God, but he loved us and sent his son, an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And see what a great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. 
We have an inheritance, something beyond this life. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We're equal sons, equal daughters, equal children of, of God and of Christ. Um, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me also. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may be there with me also. God's goodness is not just to his children alone. He's a very kind and loving father. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He has many gifts and familiar passage again in Matthew. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you're evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father give good gifts to you? But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. He wants us not to worry. Worry is one of the big things in this life. We worry about where everything's going to come from. And again from Matthew. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you'll wear. And therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Every day has enough trouble its own. And he doesn't require us to have all the things that the world seems to think are important. He says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Personally, I like to look out around all the time. There's beautiful flowers. We've had some beautiful weather here just this past week. He sends the rain. He sends the sun. He sends protection. I could go on for a long time to list just the things I could remember about what he's done for me. And I'm sure that you probably could have a list of your own. And there's so many things that we forget. So many things that he's done that we don't even know. That it may take a few years to look back and say, Oh, <laughs> that turned out that way. I, I can understand why. As his children, we should be like him. If he's not your father, it's something that we always ask, is that you look closely at yourself, that you could make him your father. But if he is your father, do like any father would like to have. Talk with him often. We can pray all the time and talk with him. If you would bow your head with me, I'd like to say a prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for being able to call you our Father. For all the gifts, all the promises, all the goodness that you shower on us all the time. The things that we see and the things that we don't. Father, you're ever watchful and ever careful to uh, care for us in all the things that we do. Father, I want to thank you now so very much for all that you've done for me, all that you've done for this congregation, this community, all the things that you've blessed and taken care of for us. Father, we thank you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. First of all, I'd like to thank Steve for this opportunity. Um, 
I've been blessed all my life. I was born to uh, two Christian parents, hardworking. I uh, was blessed with a beautiful wife, the best I could ever ask for. Two wonderful children, grandchildren. Uh, you want to hear about them? I'll be glad to tell you about them. In March the 3rd of 2001, um, my family's life was changed. Um, we had a young lady that was driving down the road. Um, she's been a little self-medicating, lost control of the vehicle, and set her business on fire. And uh, it's just, you know, material things. Everybody was alive. Uh, nobody was hurt. Um, we were fortunate. Um, after all the rubble and everything, we go back through and we're trying to get some of the stuff together because there's charged books, there's there's valuables, there's you got to go through the safe and um, we had uh, these little pad books. They're just in a little box that were sitting on the uh, on the top of the desk. Should have been burned up. They were pristine. They had a little bit of soda and there was nothing else. Right beside that box was this little, we call it the slate. This little slate has been, um, it's been around for over 50 years at our business. If you order something, it's going to go down in the slate. If you order fuel off me, this is where it's going to go. I think it's a prehistoric iPod, but I'm not for sure. <laughs> our iPad. But um, we don't know if it goes back to my, my great-grandfather, but it definitely goes back to my, my grandfather, my, uh, my dad, myself, my son. Um, if you'll look at this, it got so hot that it melted the handles. These used to be just little round handles. The paper was scorched on top. It had all rusted up and everything. This is the first time it's been away from the station since the fire, so uh, they didn't know what to think. Like I said, this sets at our desk, so every day I can look down at it and I can remember what happened to us. After that fire, I was sitting out beside the building and just kind of catching breath because of the smoke and... and uh, a young EMT came up to me and she put her arm around me and she said, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. And I said, oh, I know it's okay. I said, I'm saying a prayer for my family, for the strength to be able to pick things up and go on. That fire made our family stronger than it ever been. I was supposed to be in a building an hour earlier working on a mower than when I got there. And when I got there, the building had been in flames. Dale and John Osh were over there fighting around the deputies because they wouldn't let us put the fire out with the Dale. Afraid we're going to get blowed up. The reason I didn't make it on time and I would have been in the bay that... <laughs> 
where the car came through and where it caught on fire. So you can take it out as you wish. I think I had a guardian angel that died. The reason I was uh, I was delayed is because we were having a calf. Uh, and my brother raised cattle, and one of the cows was having some troubles. And besides baptism, if you've never been to an actual live birth, that's the closest you can be to God. It absolutely touches you. It's a presence. It's a miracle to watch a live birth. I'm fortunate enough to get to watch a lot of this. I look at the slate, and uh, I think of God's slate because of the prayers that that we all give to him. How big is his slate? How many orders does he have? I'm very fortunate to be able to work with my hero and the man I respect more than any other man in this world, my father. But I'm also fortunate enough to be able to uh, talk to my father every day, my heavenly father. And I believe it's important that we keep him in our lives every day and never push him out. I only have one other thing to say. Happy Father's Day, Dad.